Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, for he will, she will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." Now all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no relations with her until she had borne a son, and Joseph named him Jesus. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, as we hear your word this night, may we simply be blinded by the light of your love. And we ask this in the name of the Christ child who has shown us the way, Jesus. Amen. I am deeply aware every time I stand up to preach that what I'm being asked to do is to kind of describe the indescribable. All theology, all doctrine, all preaching is an attempt to explain the unexplainable. It's an attempt to put words to the divine. And as a human being, I am acutely aware of how few words I have at how much mystery there is to who God is and how God works in the world. The mystery is nothing new. I imagine how mysterious everything that was happening with Joseph and Mary must have seemed to Joseph. It must have seemed bewildering to have been told that a wife that you had not married yet was going to have a child but don't worry, Joseph, it's of the Holy Spirit. All of the questions that we must have today about how and why and what, he must have had ten times over until he has a dream. The biblical scholar Walter Brueggemann says that we must never underestimate the power and value of a dream in the biblical story. Walter Brueggemann says that we don't pay much of attention to our dreams now because we are a people who have used reason and hard work and ingenuity to make meaning in our own lives. What would we possibly need a dream for? But there are so many dreams in the Bible, and in them, God will usually make a new way for humanity. 
God will rename someone and turn them around. Remember Jacob wrestling with the angel and then when he wakes up, he's given a new name. He will then be Israel. There is Daniel who has a dream and through it he is saved so that he continue, can continue to worship God more than anyone else. A dream in the Bible is God speaking to God's people and Joseph listens. And when the angel of the Lord speaks to him, some of that mystery, some of that mystery is cleared up. For the angel of the Lord does tell him this child is of the Holy Spirit. But I think the thing that really makes Joseph okay with what's happening is that he is told who this child will be. And he's told the child's name. You should name him Joseph and you should name him Jesus because he will save people from their sins. And not only that, Joseph, but he'll also be called Emmanuel God with us. Some of the mystery falls away when Joseph hears the names of the child that will come. And we know in the Bible that names are important also. In that dream, Jacob becomes Israel. The name Daniel in the Bible means that God will judge and that serves Daniel well when he decides to worship God instead of the king. Later in the New Testament, it is Anna who sees the infant Jesus brought to the temple and she knows with one look that he is the Messiah and her name means gracious because God has been gracious to her to let her see this child before she dies. And maybe you know the meaning of your name Everyone in my family, myself, my husband, my two daughters, we all have Irish first names. I have an Irish first name because that's what happens when you take a nine-month pregnant woman to see Gone with the Wind. You're going to walk out with a Scarlet or a Tara, and I'm Tara. Brian and our daughters have Irish first names because his family is only a few generations here from Ireland, and those are names that are important to him. But, you know, it's the names that are spoken in my house every day that aren't on our birth certificate that I think really matter. Hannon, my oldest daughter, when she was around two, someone asked her what my name was, and she said her name is Honey because that's all she had ever heard Brian call me. Sometimes my teenage girls will slip up and they'll refer to Brian as Dada, and my heart grows three times every time I hear it. My oldest daughter is Hanny or Hannon, that's her given name, or Hy, or more likely than not, she's Boo. She's been Boo for a very long time. My youngest daughter, Ryan, is Ry Ry, or as her cousins called her, Ry Ry the French Fry. And now she's just Frenchy. <laughs> All of those names, Mama, Dada, Honey, Rai Rai, Hanny, do you know what they mean? They mean love. They mean that they are the people that I would do anything for and they would do anything for me. Those are the names of the people who taught me how to love. 
Those names mean love. And whether you call the Christ child Jesus or Emmanuel, those names mean love too. Because when God came into the world as Christ, God told us that he would be with us. But more than that, God told us that he would be for us. That no longer would our sins be held against us. Instead, we would be offered grace upon grace. It is God's love that brings Christ into the world. It is God's love that has Christ here to teach us. And it is God's love that tells us that Christ remains. And so I have said this before, but it is very true. Joseph lived in a very dark time and he had been waiting for the Messiah and he has this dream and he has given the name of Jesus Emmanuel and he is filled with hope. And we are a people too who sometimes find ourselves in deep darkness unable to see the light of God even though it is there for us each day. And to you, to you, to all of humanity, a Savior is born this night. And his name means love. His name means God is with us and God is for us. So tonight, gather around the manger When you are home with family and friends, I hope you are wrapped in love. But also gather around the manger because you are wrapped in love there too until our Lord and Savior comes again. Thanks be to God and amen.